Hey, Hope Nation, you are in for a treat today. On today's episode of Tamara's Takeaways, we are going to have some fun. We're going to talk about the crazy times that we're having and some tips that will help you through these crazy times. In fact, I'm calling this episode The Four Winning Mindsets During Times of Crisis. And believe it or not, I'm going to tell you a story from my childhood of uh, something I learned from my dad when I didn't want to do my chores. And I'm also going to share with you the first verse of a song that I wrote like back in 1995, you guys. I don't know if you knew that I wrote music, but I'm just doing something on a whim. It's totally a solo, just Tamara singing. So hang in there till the end so you can listen to that song. And I haven't forgotten. I'm also going to share with you a second place I could not work because I would spend all my money. Let's do this. Welcome to Stories of Hope in Hard Times, the show that explores how people endure and even thrive in difficult times, all with God's help. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. Join me on a journey to find inspiring stories of hope and wisdom learned in life's hardest moments. Welcome to another episode of Tamara's Takeaways. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Now, the world in the last few weeks has just gone crazy. I have to tell you, and my life seems to have been turned upside down. And I'm sure I'm like many of you looking back and saying, this is totally out of the norm. It is not how I expected March to turn out at all. In fact, I've really never been quarantined to my house before. (laughs) So life is different, right? Um, And it's it's a good time for us to talk together today and talk about what do we do in times like this? What do we do when life gets turned on its head? And this is a perfect time to reflect on last week's episode where I interviewed a incredible man named Matt Bowen. And Matt Bowen's life did the exact same thing. One day and his life completely changed It pivoted on his head and it has never gone back to normal. And that is because he was in an accident that ended up paralyzing him. Now, Matt gave us six amazing lessons that he has learned from this hand that he's been dealt in life. And they were positive and uplifting things. Um... I'm going to pull from some of those today and kind of add on to them. And I'm calling these the four winning mindsets you can use during times of crisis because it not only worked for Matt, but it can work for you. And it's even worked for me. So I'll share some stories. Now, the first mindset I would love to talk about is the word patience. And if I were just to say the word patience, I'm sure you would probably, it would not have like a positive connotation to it. Um, Matt said he had to learn to be patient with himself, that things were going to be different now. It was like he had begun running a marathon of sorts. And that is kind of what 
is just fantastic advice when we when we hit bumps in the road like COVID-19 or like gosh we had an earthquake in Utah and you know things like that that are totally unexpected that you know it just changes life sometimes for a day sometimes for a week sometimes for a month and we have to learn to be patient, not only with others, but with ourselves as well. And that is tricky to do. I found um, some really awesome quotes on patience. Um, there is a great, great um, scripture in the Bible, in the New Testament, where Paul talks a little bit about patience and the evolution of hard things. He said, and this is in Romans chapter 5, verses 3 and 4. He says, We glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation works patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. Isn't that great? So we have, maybe you're not glorying in your tribulations right now, but you know, we have hard times, and those hard times help make us more patient. And when we have more patience, we gain experience. And when we have experience, we gain something called hope. And this podcast is all about hope. Let me give you a personal example of that. When my children were diagnosed with autism, it was um, hard, very, very hard. I know I've talked about this before. And I really wanted to pray that away, that challenge. I did not want that challenge. Would it have made me more patient? Yes, but I didn't want it. Um, I talk in my book about <laughs> comparing it to the children of Israel when they left Egypt and got to the edge of the Red Sea. Um, and in that book, I, I, I share this story and say, it's easy to look at these people and say, why were they complaining? <laughs> they just left Egypt. They're on their way to the promised land. But they, yet they got stopped at the edge of the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army came. Why are they complaining? Moses said, rather go back to Egypt. Sometimes the things we know, Egypt or life without autism or whatever, it seems more comfortable. Life without the coronavirus. We're wishing ugh, two weeks ago, it was great, right? And now we're quarantined at home. There's a shortage of toilet paper, it seems. And, you know, it's just a little different than life used to be. So um, sometimes we don't want the challenges that we have. And yet by going through them, we gain patience and experience. And then we have hope that because we got, made it through that with God's help, maybe we can get through something else. I'm sure the children of Israel were similar. You know, they, they went through the Red Sea and thought, well, God can do that for us. Actually, they complained a lot, but um, <laughs> that's why they didn't enter the promised land for 40 years. But, you know, once you've been through a hard thing and you gain that experience, you can remember back and say, well, God helped me through the last hard thing. Surely he'll help me through this. And so it's a good thing. Patience is a great quality. We don't like getting it, but... Once we have it, it is a blessing to have. And I'm not saying I'm 100% patient. Believe me, I'm not. And there's some days I'm more patient than others. Um, 
And I think a lot of that has to do with self-care. And so during this time of stress for you and your family, I have just one tip (laughs) to help you with patience. One, get enough sleep. Everybody does better when they sleep better. Okay. So take care of yourself. It will help you as Paul says in, in his letter to uh, the, who is it? The, the Hebrews, he said, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. This is a race, guys. This is an endurance race. Matt called it a marathon. Run with patience. But in order to do that, you need to take care of yourself. Get, a, get good, healthy food. Take care of yourself so that you can run with more patience. Okay. Patience. That's a great one. Let's move on to the next one. Patience kind of runs into this next one. Um, Sometimes, let, let me just ask you this. Have you ever had a circumstance in life where things did not play out the way you envisioned they would? Those are called expectations. We expect that life will play it. I I talked at the beginning of the podcast, one of my things was, I said was, March has not turned out how I expected. I'm sure all of us could echo that same sentiment. Sometimes when things don't turn out the way we expect them to, we grieve what we hoped would happen. We, We feel bad and different people grieve differently Uh, Some people get really mad when things don't turn out the way they expect. I know I felt that way before. Um, I was supposed to be on choir tour with my children in California. We were going to, they were going to perform and then we were going to go to Disneyland. And guess what? That got canceled. It did not happen. And my kids were really disappointed. And I was sad too, because I was looking forward to that time with them. So sometimes things happen. And they are completely out of our control. And so the second point that Matt talked about that I really want to emphasize is it is okay to feel emotions. It is okay to feel disappointment. It is okay to feel sorrow. It is okay to feel joy. Uh, we, We run this gamut of emotions. And for some reason, I think sometimes we always tell ourselves that the negative emotions you shouldn't feel. And that's not true. He learned that it is okay to feel those. Now, as I've interviewed different people for the past year, I've noticed a pattern. People talk about the importance of being able to express these emotions. It's important not to bury them, Uh, whether it's for yourself or for your children. Talk to them about what they're thinking, about what they're feeling. For example, uh, the earthquake was scary, you know, um, and being able to talk to my kids about that. And, and so it's okay to talk about these feelings of being scared. It's okay to talk about these feelings of feeling frustrated that things got canceled. Um, and so talking things out is one way. Some people prefer to journal. I love journaling, but I also like talking. So I do a little bit of both. Another great place to vent emotions is actually to God. He knows what you're feeling anyway. So he is like an impartial person to talk to, and he loves you no matter what you tell him. So if you're feeling particularly stressed or frustrated due to a situation that is completely out of your control, then you can go to God. He's a great person to turn to 
when you're feeling frustrated or when you're feeling down, um, he's just, anyway, I've found great comfort in talking to God. So express those emotions, positive, negative, it is okay. All right. Um, one caution that Matt did point out, and I love the way he put it is he said, give yourself a 10 minute timer and, and, and it can have rollover minutes when negative stuff comes up because sometimes we want to vent on negative like all day. And that, that just makes for a really crummy day. His brother challenged him to keep the negativity down to 10 minutes a day. And if you don't use it that day, that 10 minutes can roll over to the next day. So if you have a really bad day the next day, 20 minutes that day. So, but limit that. Try to find the positive. Um, feel those negative emotions and know that it's okay to feel them. But then move on to the positive. Um, this feeling emotions kind of blends into the next topic uh, that I'd like to talk about from Matt's podcast. And he called it extreme ownership. And that's the title of a book that he read that kind of totally changed his perspective on this. Um, he said um, in this book written by a Navy SEAL, he said that the concept of this extreme ownership is you are the person that is in charge of your own happiness. And becoming paralyzed, yeah, you have to decide, are you going to let that just drag you down? Are you going to say, you know what, I'm still in charge of my own happiness. This isn't what I expected from my life, but I'm going to keep moving. And that's kind of how Matt ended up choosing to look at his life. Um, when I was a teenager, actually when I was younger, my parents were really great at giving us chores to clean up dinner. We rotated once a week. One of us would uh, clear the table and wipe the table. One of us would clean the counters and wipe the counters. One of us would sweep the floor. One of us would do the dishes. And let me just tell you, the dreaded chore of all the chores for all of us was the dishes. It was like, ugh, nobody loved having the dishes week. It was, I don't know why, because as an adult now, I'm like, oh my gosh, do the dishes. You're done in five minutes. You know, <laughs> we've, we probably complained for like an hour before we did the dishes. My poor mother or father, I, I remember. Okay. So here's just a peek into the Klein family home. My dad had this great saying, and I actually have used it since with my children. It's one of those sayings that just kind of gets, um, passed down generation after generation when it was our turn to do the dishes <laughs> and in other circumstances in life, he would say, you have a choice. You can do it happily or unhappily, but you will do it. <laughs> and, you know, I have told my kids the exact same thing. You can do it happily or unhappily, but you will do it. So many Things in life are like that, you guys. Um, here we are. We are in a circumstance that many of us has never been through in our lives. Um, quarantine basically to our homes. Social distancing, which is hard for people who love to talk uh, to others. <sighs> okay, we're going to do it anyway. But we, uh, the choice we have is, 
are we going to do it happily or unhappily? <laughs> and at, at moments like this, um, there are moments of definite unhappiness. Like I said, we've talked about those, those negative emotions that sometimes we just feel, we feel discouraged and it's okay to feel that way. But remember that ultimately you have a choice. And it's been interesting to me as I've been writing in my journal these last few nights, I love writing about things I'm thankful for at the end of the day. It helps me look for the positive in the day. And I, I encourage that if you are in a hard time, find the good things in this. Maybe you have more time to spend with your children or your spouse, or maybe you have time to actually make all those phone calls and connect with those loved ones or friends that you've been meaning to call. I've had some, I've had some of the funnest conversations on the phone with friends where we have just laughed our heads off since I've been stuck in my house and it has been great. I've just absolutely, absolutely loved it. So take this time to find the positive, to choose happiness. Um, and, uh, I guess as Matt would say, take extreme ownership of that. Um, the final thing that I would love to conclude with in this podcast is to encourage people to have hope. Um, this is something that sometimes when life throws a curveball at us, we feel like we are in the depths of despair. We feel like it is the midnight of our lives. In fact, I found a really, really great psalm um, that I would love, love to share with you today because I was like, oh my gosh, David totally gets it. This is Psalm 88, and I'm just going to skip around a little bit. He said, O Lord God of my salvation, I have cried day and night before thee. Let my prayer come before thee. Incline thine ear unto my cry, for my soul is full of troubles, and my life draweth nigh unto the grave. Have you ever felt that way? Ugh, where you're like, I just feel like I want to die. That's kind of what he's saying here. He says, I am counted with them that go down into the pit. I am as a man that hath no strength. We feel that way, don't we, guys, sometimes? And then listen to this. You can tell he's in the depths of despair. That has laid me in the lowest pit in darkness in the deeps. Thy wrath lieth hard upon me, and thou hast afflicted me with all thy waves. And this one, I think, is especially applicable for us today. Verse 8, I am shut up and I cannot come forth. <laughs> that one made me laugh when I read it. I'm like, oh, I feel like that. <laughs> but um, anyway, I love this. And then this is the verse that I really wanted to point you to. Uh, in verse 13, he says, But unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayers prevent thee, which in Hebrew kind of means, means come before thy face. So morning is going to come. God hears those prayers uttered in the darkest moments of our lives. And we've all been there. We've all been there. And we've felt that midnight. Um, some of you may not know this, but I've, I love music. I love singing. I love, I've directed choirs. And many, many, many moons ago, I um, wrote a little song that I still need to put piano music to, but it just rolls around in my brain every once in a while. And I'd love to just share a little piece of it with you today. 
because we all have times when we do feel we are in the dark, but we have to hang on until the morning because morning always comes after the darkness. We may feel like David where we're in the darkest pit, but hang on till morning, cry until God until morning. You've cried my child in the darkness and your heart aches not in vain. For I've heard your plea and will answer thee in the morning. When the morning comes, there'll be a light to shine around you until the morning comes. Hang on, when the morning comes, the dark clouds that seem to cover you will drift away, and I will stay until the morning. All right, I don't know that I'll ever sing to you guys again, but I thought you might enjoy that. Sometimes we've got to hang on until morning. As it says in that song that in the morning, those dark clouds drift away. And so just hang in there. If you haven't going through a hard time, hang in there. Wait till morning. Everything will look better when the sun comes up. Um, and so the final thought that I want to leave you with today is found in James chapter 5, verse 8. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Things are going to get hard. They're going to get complicated before Jesus comes again. And so just hang in there. You'll make it. Hang on till morning. <laughs> Final thing today. Okay. So two weeks ago, I established a tradition where I told you something fun about myself. Obviously, I just sang you a song, so you know that I like music. But um, I told you last time that the place, one of the places I could never work was a bookstore because I love books so much and I would spend all my money doing that. Today, I'm going to tell you a second place I could never work. And that is actually a hardware store. And the reason is because I love tools of every kind. I love paint. I love walking through any Home Depot or Lowe's or Ace Hardware, anything like that, I could never work there because my entire paycheck would be spent. I have a saw. My husband gave me a saw one year for Christmas. And most women would be like, what? You gave you what for Christmas? I like the saw. It's like one of my favorite things. It has this little rolly thing that goes under it and I can collapse it up and roll it into my garage. And when I want to use it, I just roll it out and I set it up on this little stand and I cut the wood that I need to cut. Um, I have a wood collection in my garage. That's another reason I could not work at a hardware store because I love to go through their piles of wood and just take wood home with me. I have a problem, guys. My husband um, doesn't like me to go there all by myself because I show up with who knows what. Um, and so um, I love wood. I love cutting wood. I like building shelves. I like creating things. And 
There's nothing worse than getting an inspiration of how you're going to fix something. And you get all excited and you go dig through your wood pile and then you make it really quick. That's awesome. But if you go out there and you dig through your wood pile and you don't have the stuff you need, you don't have the bracket, you don't have the screws, you're just like, oh, never mind. I'm not going to do it. So I like having stuff on hand so when inspiration strikes, I can just, bam, act on it real fast. Super cool. So yeah. I am one of those women that um, likes power tools. <laughs> and um, yeah, so there you go. That's another nugget about Tamara that uh, actually you learned several things about me today, didn't you? Yeah, you learned that I can sing and um, compose music and I like power tools. So, so those are the four winning mindsets you can use during times of crisis. First, mindset is be patient. Make sure you get your self-care, get your sleep, take care of yourself, right? Second winning mindset is remember that it's okay to feel that whole range of emotions, good, bad. And there's, remember those three sub steps that you can either talk it out, you can write it out, or you can vent to God, but experience and, um, feel and record all those emotions. Third winning mindset is that you can create your own happiness. It is a choice. And the fourth winning mindset is have hope that morning will come. That's a powerful image when you're in those dark nights. Just keep on going. That concludes my Tamara's Takeaway episode today. Hang in there, guys. If you're having a hard time, give somebody a call today. I just challenge you to do it. Talk to a friend, talk to a neighbor, talk to a family member, and have an awesome and blessed day. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show. I know that there are many of you out there that are going through a hard time, and I hope you found things that have been useful today as you listen to the podcast. If you would like to access the show notes from today's podcast, visit my website. It is storiesofhopepodcast.com. That is where you'll find favorite quotes from today's episode and shareable memes. And those are fun because you can share them with your friends on social media. You will also find the links mentioned throughout today's episode so you don't have to remember what those were. And also all the tips that were shared. Sometimes tips are shared so much throughout an episode you forget. What were those great things? So go to the show notes, storiesofhopepodcast.com to look up these fantastic resources. You know, if someone kept coming to mind during today's episode, perhaps that means that you should share this with them. Maybe there was a story shared or a tip that they really, really need to hear. So go ahead and share this episode with them. May God bless you, especially if you are struggling with hope to carry on and with the strength to keep going when things get tough. Remember to walk with Christ and he will help bear that burden. Above all else, remember God loves you.